0: So, t- today's daf is Tet in Masechet Sukkah. We are at the Mishnah, at the very top of Tet Amud Aleph where it says, Sukkah Yishana, an old Sukkah, we'll define what a Sukkah Yishana means in a moment, what does it mean, an old Sukkah, a new Sukkah, Beit Shammai, Shammai says, this is not valid, and Beit Hillel Makshirin, Beit Hillel says it is, yishana. since we were wondering, what is an old Sukkah, if a person made the, this uh, this Sukkah, more than 30 days before the holiday, it's called old, but if he made it, even from the beginning of the year, and he said, this is Lishem Sukkah, it would be kasher In other words According to be- According to Beit Tilel, It doesn't matter anyway Because you can have a sukkah That it doesn't matter But according to Beit Shama'i, that, you, that sukkah yishana Is not acceptable That means that You made it more than a, a month before sukkot And you didn't specify That it was for the mitzvah But if you specify That it's for the mitzvah Then afilom Mitchilat hashana, Even from the beginning Of the year It will be acceptable Another We're question Are talking about The whole structure Or only the chach really matters in any sukkah So now my time at the Beit Shammai What's the reason of Beit Shammai? Asukot, yamim L'Shem. What, where does Sh- 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 Beit Shammai get this? Because it says It says that you should make the holiday uh, shivat yamim Lashem Sukkah Yalashem Lashem Chag Because it says Chag sukkot, You should make, you know, uh, seven days It says that it means that it should be a, a sukkah That's made for the sake of the holiday um, Rashi explains because says zechtif sukot l'shem, right? Cuz says chaga sukot shva'imim l'shem, it says Shem mitzvat ha'mlech for the for the you know for the sake of the mitzvah of Hashem. that's why it says make the holiday uh 7 days for hashem. Now Bet Lel, Bet Lel says no, we don't agree with that. Ha'umi be'leilei kedrash shesheth. It really is telling you a different halakha, that that pasuk is teaching you something else. Tamon shesheth, we should probably be a kiva min sukah she'asonin kosheva. How do you know that the wood of the sukah is prohibited and benefit all seven days of the holiday Talmud Lomar Because it says The holiday of Sukkot Shivat Yamim Lashem So it says the Sukkot are Lashem Meaning to say That even the, the physical Sukkot Even if it let's say It falls apart Or something like that um, And there's a whole discussion about Does it you know If it falls apart Does it change Or does it mean As long as it's As the Sukkot is standing So they, they say that um, if, if it falls apart Actually it's only It's only Dura But if it's intact So then it's Deoraita uh, That you can't benefit from parts of the sukkah as long as they are meaning they're functioning as uh you know to uh qualify the sukkah as a valid sukkah you're not allowed to take them and to benefit from them in any other way that's what he learns from the pasuk not that you have to make it l'shem sukkah but that once it is a sukkah and it's functioning for the mitzvah of sukkah you cannot then during the holiday of sukkot take huh it's like a, it's a type of muktzeh, but it's a different kind because you. It's not that you can't touch it because obviously you can move it and you can adjust it. But it means you can't. You just use utilize it for something else. Um, and then Vitanya, and we learned in a bright, Rabbi Yehuda ben Betara Omerk Shem Shachal Shem Shemayim Hagiga Kach uh, Shem Shemayim al This is a very famous teaching that just like the name of Hashem, uh, it, it, it falls upon, so to speak, uh, the korban Hagiga. Just like a korban has a sanctity. That the name of Hashem is called upon it. The word "chag" means chagiga, right? The, the source of the of the word "chag" really is the sacrifice of the chagiga, the celebratory sacrifice. So the um, so the idea is that just like a korban has a sanctity, the sukkah is a certain type of sanctity that it's designated for the mitzvah, and therefore it cannot be repurposed. During Sukkot But that doesn't necessarily mean That when you made it You had to have the intent For the mitzvah <speaking in Hebrew> What about Beit Shammai? Don't, doesn't he also agree With these halachot That once the sukkah is constituted You can't take the parts? Yes, he does agree So therefore He also needs this Pasuk for that So en will give a different Pasuk for Beit Shammai. Because the Pasuk says you should make the holiday of sukkot. Taselicha. means you should make it, meaning you have to make it with the intent of hagasukot. When you make the Sukkot it has to be with the intention of uh, of the holiday. And um and that's he learns it from a different pasuk, not from the pasuk before, because the pasuk before tells you that once it's built, it has a kedusha to it. Okay, O Beit Tillela, Omi Bailela, Osin Sukah B'Chulosh El Moed, and Beit said, "No, the kedusha is that you can make a Sukkah even during Cholamoy, because it says Chagetz Kotzeh Lechashivat Yamim. So even if a person didn't make a Sukkah during the before the holiday, they can make it during Cholamoy. O Beit Shemai, Ovi Rabbi Eliezer, the Amar Eino Sin Sukah B'Chulosh El Moed. But the Beit Shemai hold Rabbi Eliezer, which makes sense because Rabbi Eliezer was part of Beit right? They, uh, they, so they says that. That uh, According to uh, uh, According to Rabbi Eliezer You cannot make a sukkah during Cholamoid Because it has to be that the sukkah was used For the entirety of the holiday You cannot So Rashi, uh, Rashi says He says We're going to learn about it in the, in the next chapter right? That you need to have A sukkah for the entirety of the holiday You can't make it in the middle That's Beit Shammai Beit Hillel says that you can't Now Beit Hillel Are you telling me that, that Beit Hillel does not agree with The Yehuda The Amarav because Rav name of Rav Minanim, Minagradin, Minasisin This is talking not about tzukah, but it's talking about tzitzit, and it says that basically, if you, these are all examples of um, uh, of strings that are attached to or hanging off of a garment, but they weren't placed there to be tzitzit. So, for example, uh, he says that the gradin is talking about some sort of like the. Uh, uh, Fring, like decorative fringes that hang off of a garment Or kotzin are He says these are um, actually threads that break off When you're weaving And they tie them onto the garment um, And then he says that Minnan nimin is that uh, For example That they have a uh, they, There's some additional strings hanging off of you. Not that you tied it onto the garment And not that it was uh, decorative, but that sometimes they are like loose strings, like on a shirt, on a garment that are hanging off. The point is that all these are different things that were not placed on for the purpose of tzitzit, but they were tied on for some other reason. Either they're extra, they're hanging off, or they're decorative, uh, whatever it may be. So they, but these are additional strings, but not meant to be tzitzit, and then you tied them into tzitzit. It was long enough that you tied into a tzitzit out of it. Right? It was put on already for something else, and you tied it as tzitzit. So it says, not, it's not good, but mina sisin, up, but if it's sisin, so sisin is, um, it says that any ball of thread, though, you can use. You can use regular thread for tzitzit, according to this. Not that you have to prepare the thread, l'shem tzitzit. Now, what's the point here? And and then it says, when they said in French, that when I told this to Shmuel, I said, no, even to use regular thread is not good, because we have a halakha that uh, you have to also make the threads lishem Mitzvah, right? You can't just use regular thread from you go to Michael's or wherever they sell thread for uh, things like that and, and use it for the uh, Tzitzit, it has to be special thread. But the point is that definitely the hanging on of the Tzitzit has to be lishem Mitzvah. That every, that even the first t- ravu, that's saying in the name of ravu, you definitely cannot, okay. even if there's a long string hanging off of the, uh, of the garment, you can't just tie it into tzitzit like that. You have to attach it, lishem mitzvah, alright? And, and not only that, but even the threads have to be prepared, the mitzvah. But it says, namit so So why don't bet or bet rather, also say that you need a, uh, you need a, um, uh, also the to be lishma. Right, because over there it says that you should make for yourself fringes. And we say from that that it has to be made with the intent of the mitzvah. So Right, it should be the same thing. In other words, the pasuk sounds like the same thing. It says you should make tzitzit for yourself and it says you make a for yourself. In both cases, it means you should intentionally make this. It shouldn't just be something that was hanging there and you decide to tie it. Okay, so there. So why is it different? So it says, "Haumi ba'el le le maute gzula." That is to exclude stolen, okay? So the, the thing is, but what about over there by tzitzit? So you also can't steal uh, steal threads for tzitzit, but it says there are two times that it says lahem. One it says you should make fringes for yourself on the garment, and one says that you should, that which we read in the So two times it says it should be yours. One it says and the other one is it says So one of them is coming to teach you That it has to be intentional for the purpose of the mitzvah And one is coming to teach you that you can't steal it With the sukkah we only have one right? That it says uh, that it says So the taselecha means You can't steal a sukkah You can't go and take uh, either the materials of the sukkah Or the sukkah itself, uh, steal it Now there's a whole question about stealing land And all that, it, it's not the stealing of the land But it's actually the stealing of the sukkah itself That would be what, what you would have to do in, in order to qualify for uh, stealing a sukkah, but it's a whole discussion of what exactly would constitute a stolen sukkah. But that we'll, actually the Gemara will talk about it a little bit more. And Tosfot here asks the qu- a basic question of: it's a mitzvah, ha-ba-ba-verav anyway, you're doing a sin when you uh, when you uh, when you do the mitzvah. So how could it be? Uh, how could it be credited to you? Right? Yeah. So the the thing is, if you're squatting on the guy's sukkah at the same time, meaning you're you're taking his his sukkah at the same time that you're doing the mitzvah, it's a, but it's a whole discussion. But the main point but is that there's Taking sit, Living in someone's house without their permission So if a person is uh, But the point is that the, the Gemara is distinguishing And saying when it comes to sukkah there's no mitzvah that You, you have to do it like L'shem mitzvah to construct the sukkah According to Beit Hillel there's no such concept According to Beit Shammai if you do it within 30 days Of the of sukkot then it's obvious From the context that it's meant to be for the mitzvah If it's earlier than that then you have to have L'shem mitzvah According to Beit Hillel in any case it doesn't matter There's no idea that the structure of the sukkah or the schach of the sukkah has to be put on with the, with the, for the sake of the mitzvah. The main thing is that you do the mitzvah of the sukkah in a sukkah that is, is kosher, but it doesn't matter how it was put together. Unlike tzitzit, where it has to be done according to a certain process with certain intentions in mind too. And then we turn to Amud Bet And it says Very famous Mishnah If a person makes a sukkah under a tree It's as good as making it in the house Meaning because since the schach Is not really providing the shade But rather the tree above is providing the shade So the sukkah is not really functioning as a sukkah at all Let's say you made a two level sukkah Right? Double decker sukkah So the upper one will be good But the lower one won't be good Because the upper one is under the sky But the lower one its roof is actually the floor of the upper sukkah. So that's no good. It's a double sukkah no good. Rabbi Yehuda says, no, if there's nobody living, that's literally what it means, but we'll see what the Gemara is going to do with that. But if there's nobody living in the upper one, then the lower one is okay. Alright, now we'll see what under what conditions he says that. It's not so simple. Now the Gemara says, This is only true in a tree that provides more shade than than light. But if, let's say, it's over some branches that are very Thin. And they don't really cast a lot of shade over the sukkah. It's not casting much shade over the sukkah. It'll still be kasher. It's not going to ruin it. How do we know that? Because it says that if you make your sukkah under the tree, it's like you made it in the house. Right? So why does it have to mention that? We know, right? So it says, uh, Why doesn't it just say that if a person makes their sukkah under a tree, it's pasul? Why does it have to say it's like he did it in the house? It's telling you that it's speaking of a tree similar to a house. Just like a house, obviously, hopefully. Provides more shade than it does sunlight. So too, it's talking only about a tree. So, in other words, the point is that the sukkah is is, is obsolete because you don't because the, the the tree is providing the full shade. So then, obviously, the sukkah is not doing anything. But if there's just a little bit of shade coming, it's a very thin branch over there providing a tiny bit of a negligible amount of shade. that's not going to affect it, right? What's the big deal? Even if you even if it barely Cast any shade, but we have another problem. We're adding non-kosher schach to kosher schach. In other words, even though there's only a minimal amount, let's say, that's contributed from the tree branch to the to the tzela suka, so still, it's to the shade, but you still have the problem that you're adding non-kosher schach, because obviously a branch of a tree is not kosher schach, as long as it's attached to the living tree. So the, so the answer is, It's talking about where the person... It, like basically pushed it down and, and and like there's a there's a tree there But he pushed it down and mixed it in With the kosher schach Now what difference does that make? It says So uh, um, the, the point is that since he did that Rashi says mm-hmm. He pushed down the branches downwards And you can't really see the distinct schach, because he mixed it in, right? And since you have a majority of kosher schach, so the tiny amount that's that branch is going to be like nullified in the majority. But it says, if that's true, if we're talking about where he mixed it in, so why do you even have to mention it? Because you might have thought that true, if I have a little bit of a branch and I actually like push it down and I blend it with the rest of my schach so you can't really tell, just looks like it's sitting next to the tree, you can't really tell, so then it would be okay, but maybe I should make a gzera that I'll, I won't do that, and I'll just have a distinct piece of like branch hanging over my my sukkah, and then I'm using non-koshoshach mixed with the schach. I don't want that, so you might think that you can't even do it when you blend them together, the answer is you can't, but even that we already learned, because gaban these are all different like branches that come from plants. You have a, a vine, you have a gourd, you have a kisus, some other kind of a uh, uh, of a grass or ivy or something like that. right? That's, you, and you put that over your schach and then what did you do? You put more kosher schach on it. If you either detach them from their original place or you put so much schach on them that they're nullified. So then it's kasher. Again, we see that you can have a majority of kosher schach blended with a small amount of non-kosher, meaning because it's attached to the ground still, and it's okay. So I don't need our Mishnah here to tell me that. So it says, So the question is, if we're, if we're talking about where you didn't blend it together, Obviously that's not allowed. You're not allowed to have a distinct... Um, pasul mixed with kasher, meaning hanging over the schach that is kasher. We're talking about where you blended it, and we already see from that other Mishnah that we're not allowed to, to uh, we don't make a gzerah that you're not allowed to blend non kosher and kosher schach. So, the answer is that you might have thought that was only bidiavat, but you couldn't do it. So, the Chidush is that if you have a tree sitting next to your Sukkah. Even lechatchila, you could blend the, the little bit of branches that are hanging there. Not a lot, obviously. You could blend it in. You're not, it's worse, it's saying it's worse to have it hanging over it. If you can blend it into your schach, you push it down. So it's sort of like not obvious where the non-kosher schach is because it's blended in. We don't do that today, but this is what the, according to Rashi, that's what it's saying. It's saying that even lechatchila, if a person had that situation, they're allowed to do it, it's worse... To have it hanging over uh, part of schach, right? This is according to Rashi. So, huh? kosher schach, like your bamboo or whatever, whatever you. Use. We didn't get to that yet. It didn't talk about that yet. It's gonna, it can't talk about everything in the beginning. Gives you one thing at a time. Yeah. first walls, then schach. It'll, it'll go slowly. We'll get to it. it it's going to talk about. It. it didn't get to it yet. Now, but the point is that for, this is how Rashi interprets it. There are other there are other interpretations, as like a, a, the Rambam. We're more strict because we follow more like leaning towards the Rambam, who says you can never use something that's attached to the tree. You have to detach it. Right, right. He says, yeah, he says that you always have to detach it, and it's it's never it's never okay to purposely blend it in. That's what the Rambam, and that's what we follow. We basically the Al says we don't we don't we never blend it in while it's still attached. He says you can't do that. You always have to. He interprets shachavtan, meaning that you detached it because. And the chidush <coughs> is that tasevelom hasui is not a problem, which is a different issue. That you do that you put the schach on when it was pasul, and then you detached it from the tree is a different, a different issue. But I was saying that when you just cut it, that's that's more of a problem because it was already there and it was already there in pasul, and you just detached it from the tree. You did it, You had to detach it from the tree first. That's that's a different issue. Rather, different issue so there you could say maybe that that could be nullified in a majority because that what you're nullifying is the fact that it was tavillomen hasui not that it's actually attached to the ground okay it's all amount right the, and it was already resting on there and you just cut it off and you blended it in so you don't have to pick it up let's say and uh, and put it back down because it's a tiny amount and it's a but if you, but in general, we have an idea of tasevelo which means you anything that you do, like for example, we've seen many times, like you can't attach the tzitzit to the garment and then cut out the cut it into a, the right shape. It has to be the right shape first, and then you with four corners, and then you put the tzitzit, right, and so on. But anyway, um, so that's the that's the conclusion. Rashi's Rashi's interpretation um, is uh, much more lenient that you could actually take the tree branch and just. Uh, blend it in and it becomes uh, nullified in Why the schach no problem while well, it's connected yeah yeah and, and the Rambam is saying no no you can't do that but what you can do is either, you know you can detach it or cut it even when it's resting on there and it'll be nullified in the schach and it won't we have to worry that it was resting on there before so and it, the discussion is if it's a small that's on top right nobody's having issues with it. that's oh, only so, right was well, huh? saying even worse so. right he, he's saying it's worse to have anything hanging over the sukkah. It's better to blend it, he's saying. Better to blend it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, what? What's maratayin? Right, maybe. Yeah, it could be. Sometimes it's hard to tell from different angles, but yeah. Now, sukkah al gabe sukkah. You have one sukkah on top of the other. It says, right, basukot. It says you should sit. In a, a but, but, but sukkot is actually spelled with without a vav at it says uh, so it says besukot teishvuv rather. That's the pasuk. Below right? besukah sukkah. It says you should sit in one sukkah at a time, not two sukkot. Okay, so that's why it says below besukah shetachatayilan, not in a sukkah that's under a tree, below besukah And not like the Samaritans do. Actually, the Shomronim have a very strange thing that they build their sukkah inside the house. Why I have no idea that they do. Anyway, uh, but um, Adru Rabat should be the opposite. Basukot It says it's a plural. It says Maybe I'm supposed to have a three story sukkah. Why, why not? It says basukot. Maybe it means I can sit in more than one sukkah. Once to have a two different levels. It says basukot It's without a vav. So it says basukat. And then we learn from that each person has one. Like it says kaput marim. But the lulav says marim. We should take branches of the palm. But We only take one lulav because it says kapot without a vav. It means each individual takes one. Okay, so so too with the sukkot. Each one, each person has one. Am Rabbi Yirmiyah, says, "Pamim pamim pamim So, uh, so you can have a situation where both are pasul. Okay, you can have a situation where both are kasher. You can have a situation where The lower one is kasher The upper one is, is pasul. And you can have a case where Where it's the reverse The top one is kasher The bottom one is not How could it be Pamim When could they both be kasher Because let's say the lower one Doesn't have full schach It's only a very light schach Okay And the top one Okay And the top one um, Has In that case Has schach Right, so so you really only have one kosher schach. Because let's say I'm on level one, I'm on the ground level of my sukkah. What's above me is a very thin; it's not really good. What the real, the real sikuch is, is is on the second level. So it's so so it's okay. But and the top sukkah is within twenty amot of the ground, so it's all one sukkah basically. In that case, it's not really two sukkah because the lower one is not really is not a sukkah kshira. So they could so in that case they're both kashir. Now How could they both be Because it's the lower sukkah has full tzchach, right, the kayma idyonah lemala mesrimamah, but the upper sukkah is taller than 20 emot. So meaning, from where I am, it's unclear, you know, it's unclear what it means. But it would depend, I guess, on how you interpreted the whole thing of the Esri Mama. Because if you say the Esri Mama is because the walls are going to be like their permanent walls, so then it would, am- it would always be from the ground. If you're saying it's because of seeing it, so then it would seem that it would go from the ground floor of the second story. I was thinking about the same thing. Yeah, but the, uh, it would depend on the interpretation of the reason behind it. So that's why I was leaving it vague on purpose. But if the top schach is too high and the bottom one is a full sikuch. So then what do you have? You have the full tzach on the bottom, that's sukkah number one, and it's under another sukkah, but the upper sukkah is not kasher, because the upper sukkah is, too high and the lower sukkah is not kasher because it's under a totally separate z'chach it's like being under a tree basically it's the same thing as being under a tree even though that upper z'chach is not kasher because it's too high it's just like having a tree right over you so it wouldn't be good so both of them will be pasul in that case right what about sometimes the lower one could be kasher the upper one is pasul. how could that be because the lower sukkah has perfectly good z'chach and the upper one is uh, doesn't have good schach. So there's no schach on the second one, basically. So it's like having nothing up there. So it's okay, right? So so the upper one would just be like, it wouldn't really be a sukkah at all. So it's not going to affect the lower one. The lower one has full schach. And you have a second floor. You can walk on top of your schach basically, which is like the floor of the upper one, if you want some air, and you, you know, it's not counting as a sukkah, but it's not going to make the sukkah below pasul. So that's very nice. And they're both within 20 amot, so, so uh, obviously it doesn't really matter because the upper one is not really a sukkah at all, but what, whatever. Sometimes the upper one could be kasher and the lower one is pasul. Because if the lower one has fully... Intact tzchach And the upper one is fully intact tzchach And the upper one is within 20 amot So then what happens is that the upper one is kasher Because a fully kasher sukkah It doesn't matter that under it is another sukkah But the lower one will not be kasher Because its tzchach is covered by another by another tzchach It's a double So it won't be good So that's why there all these different Basically the principles are very sim- simple right? Meaning if the upper one If one of them has kosher tzchach and there's no other kosher schach over it So then it should really be okay As long as it's within the height Right, but if there's another kosher schach over it It's going to be pasul If it is kosher, right, right. It's from the floor Of the upper yeah. yeah, so that would mean like the view That it's going by the sh- la shaltaba ena, right? Not the right, not the one of the permanents Because the permanents of assuming they're sharing the same outer walls Would work, right Interesting, yeah no, that doesn't matter It's not holy, I guess holy. Yeah, I guess not I guess not If it's right You look, it's uh, When when you walk in your house On the second floor You're walking on the roof Of the first floor you know, Of the ceiling yeah. Yeah. Of the mitzvah Yeah, apparently not Huh? So what? Where is that? Oh, he says the lower Of the of the Eliyona. Right, right Yeah, so he's going Like the opinion That it's... Uh, that it's going by the La Shaltab Ba'ina, I guess. Anyway, um, uh, but it would depend on that. Machukr would seem, it would seem, would depend on that, right? Um, anyway, so now it says like this. So the thing is, now it's going to ask a question. Uh, so it says, all of this is obvious. Why is all of this obvious? Because if you apply the basic rules that you need to be a kosher schach. A majority of coverage, and you need it to be within 20 amot, and you can't have one under the other one. So then the, all of these rules follow from the basic rules that we know. Why do you need to spell out every case that says, <laughs> The Chidush is where the upper one is Pasul and the lower one is Kasher. Why? Because my because uh, you might have thought, because you might have thought that you should have a gzera not to use it. Dilma mitzarev schach pasul, but it's schach because it's kind of like having schach pasul over your schach It's kind of like having it over under a tree branch or something like that's so, why kama that we don't make that that Rashi explains. He says that le mifsal tachtoramishum zimnind the kaimei mala. In other words, the first, the problem is that according to Rashi, you're gonna get confused with cases where is over 20 amot. So everyone asks, like, why is that the issue to be to be concerned about that is gonna be over 20 amot? But the main it would seem from what the Gemara says that the basic reason is that since you have something up there that is not kosher schach, and it's hanging over your kosher schach, and you're still going to say the lower one is okay, so you might take that too far, and end up having your schach, and say, well, it's under a tree, but the tree is very high up, so it doesn't matter, or something like that. So we don't make that gzera. We say that it's okay to have that upper floor, and it doesn't ruin the lower floor, as long as the upper floor's schach is not... Uh, thick, you know, it, d- it doesn't really cover much. No. how much do you have to have between one sukkah and the other for the lower one to be pasula? In other words, it's an interesting question because the question is when when do you consider it two different sukkot? At what point? Meaning, let's say I have two layers of schach, like I put one layer of bem- those bamboo mats, and I say, you know what, probably it's going to move in the wind. It's going to. I want to put another layer. There's no problem. Let's say I put 10 layers, there's no problem either. So when do I say, when do I say that it's, it's going to talk about thick schach, it's going to talk in a later, later, uh, but the the thing is, let's say I put multiple layers. So at what point do I say it's two schachs, so to speak? Like why is it, how do I know that it's another sukkah? So obviously there must be some space there, right? In other words, in order to define the upper level as an upper level, there has to be space. Right? Yeah. So that's the question. So it says, Only a tevach. Meaning, if there's a tevach, because we see that the minimum measure that's considered a significant area is a Tefach, Because we learned, and here it should probably say, if it says Ditanya parentheses, it says Ditnan, it should really be a Mishnah. If you have a tefach by a tefach And a cubic uh, 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 tefach basically right? A, a tefach uh, squared At a tefach's height So it's a cubic uh, tefach So what will happen is That's considered a space that can convey tum'ah And that can block in the face of tum'ah If there is like we've learned Like with tum'at mate, If you don't want the tum'at to go up So you have an area of a tefach in there, like on top of the coffins, they would have that. So therefore, it doesn't go through the coffin; it gets contained in there. That's considered a a distinct space. So the minimum distinct space we have is a cubic tefach, basically, and that cubic tefach would be the same here. Saying if the schach, so if you put two layers of schach, but one is a cubic tefach above. The, uh, uh, the, the one below So then it would become a uh, it, uh, it would become a separate space According to this It doesn't convey tum'ah Meaning if two things are under that That's not considered a roof over them If you have a piece of dead flesh And some other kli And, they are, and whatever's over them is lower than a tefach over them Actually the tum'ah goes straight up It's not going to affect the thing It's right next to it But it will go straight up out of it Right? Instead of being, it's not considered that they're under the same roof, because it's not considered a roof at all, and said the tumah will just go directly up to the next available roof. Right? Or if somebody stands over it. So that, but the, that's where he gets the idea of tevach from. Amrei Arba'ah. No, not one Tevach. It's too small. makom We never find any significant area less than four Tevachim, right? When it comes to all of the Halachot of Shabbat, like a, like a various Halachot of Rishuyot. We say when it comes to, let's say, a um, to, to be a Rishut, like a Carmelit a, a or Rishut Hayachid or so on, it has to be at least four by four Tevachim always. Right? You don't need Amot, need four by four Tevachim minimum. To be considered like reshuta or karmelite or something, so you see four t'vachim is the amount. So it says no. So that's that's the answer of Rav Chisda and Rav Ravuna. However, Shmuel Amar and this is the Halakha asara. Only if it's ten tfachim high above the lower schach is it considered to be a separate sukkah. And it makes perfect sense. Because the, the qualification of a sukkah and the disqualification go together. So that just like the, the qualification is ten tfachim high, the disqualification is ten tfachim high. In other words, meaning to say what defines it as a sukkah under another sukkah, that what's over it has the dimensions of a sukkah which is a minimum of 10 Tvachim of height. It makes perfect sense, actually, right? So anything less than that, it's just another layer of schach of the lower sukkah. But once you have already 10 Tvachim of separation, that's like a sukkah on its own right, and it makes perfect sense that it would be like that, right? Now we say, uh, what. uh we go back to the Mishnah, it said, There's no living in the upper sukkah, then the lower sukkah is kasher. What does it mean, if nobody, if you're telling me that it depends on whether there are people living under there, uh, living up there what, what? Why? How do we do, we define the structure of a sukkah Based on whether there's somebody living up there So if we don't rent out the upper sukkah to a tenant It's okay What, what does it mean? Right? Right there, well, so what does it mean? What it means is That it has to be something livable Meaning if it's not a livable space We can't really say there's a sukkah on top of the sukkah If the upper sukkah is not livable if you wouldn't be able to live up there, right? What does that mean? Meaning that it's not 10 Fahim. They're asking this against Shmuel. Because Shmuel just said that for the upper sukkah to be considered a sukkah in its own right, it has to be 10 Fahim tall. But you see from here that what is Rabbi Yehuda saying? He's saying if it's less than 10 fahim, it's okay. The implication is, in other words, if we define what Rabbi Yehuda's point is, is that if it's overt, if it's 10 Fahim, Right, so then everybody would agree that it's considered a separate space. According to Rabbi Yudah, he's saying no, but less than ten tefachim, there in diorin ve'eliyonah, it's not really livable. It's too short. So I say that's not a sukkah. But the implication is that the Tanakama doesn't make that distinction because the Tanakama doesn't say it has to be livable or not. Right, so that means that Shmuel's opinion that the upper sukkah has to be at least ten Tvachim tall in order to be considered a sukkah on top of a sukkah is only Shmuel's. Shmuel's going according to Rabbi Yehuda, but not according to the Tanakhama. How could it be? So it says, "No, don't worry." Shmuel will get out of it because Rav Dimi Amar Rav Dimi came from Israel and said, "They said in Israel in karim yonah, that if the upper, if the ceiling, basically, right, of the lower sukkah." is not able to receive the pillows and the blankets of the upper one then at shera. In other words, the between them is not about the height. It could be that everyone agrees that for the upper sukkah to be considered a sukkah on top of a sukkah, it has to be ten t'vachim high, like Shmuel said. The question is, does it have to actually be livable? Meaning, could you actually put a pillow down and sleep up there or not? According to Rabbi Yehuda, if it does not, if it's not strong enough, meaning if the of the lower sukkah, which is the floor of the upper sukkah, is not strong enough for a person to actually put a pillow and blanket so so then it's not going to be considered Really that there's a sukkah up there Even though it has the right height It's not going to really be livable Because a person can't do anything up there The chachamim say it doesn't matter But In other words According to the chachamim if it, According to Yudai, It has to be able To be actually used Practically Meaning that up The upper sukkah Actually uh, Could be used Comfortably um, uh, for it to be considered an, uh, A real sukkah According to the Chachamim Even if it's Even if with difficulty Meaning it's not so secure It's like you know You wouldn't feel like You wouldn't feel 100% secure there But it was It, it would be workable In, a, in, a, in a, a, a crisis Where you had nowhere else to go Something like that So the, exactly how they define What's considered to be uh, You know a, uh, uh, In a situation of duress Is not clear But the point is That according to Rabbi Yudat Has to be perfectly livable meaning that the schach of the lower sukkah is perfectly supportive of the upper sukkah in order for it to be considered a sukkah and of a sukkah. So even though the upper sukkah has the right dimensions and the right type of schach, since it's not really livable, according to Abu Yudah, comfortably, nobody would really consider that a separate sukkah. According to the Chachamim, since it could be used, even though not comfortably, not easily, maybe a person wouldn't feel as, as secure, but since it, practically speaking, could be used, so it's going to be considered a sukkah and it will invalidate the sukkah below it. So, we continue from here tomorrow.